What up guys, Lisa Billu here. Welcome to this episode of Relationship Theory on Women of Impact. Are you letting anxiety and insecurities constantly plant the seeds of doubt in your mind? Of like, can I actually trust my partner? Are they gonna cheat on me? All of those thoughts and doubts, guys, can be paralyzing, they can be freaking overwhelming. And so me and my husband really go deep and explore this very idea of how our own insecurities can have a detrimental effect on how we see our relationship and how comfortable we are to trust that partner in that relationship. So guys, if this episode really resonated with you, please subscribe, leave a review, and know that every Friday I'll be dropping some relationship content with the hubby in the hope that you can take that into your own life and really freaking have that relationship of your dreams. Now, onto the episode. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host Tom Bilyeu and I'm here with my deeply fatigued, albeit still <laughs> amazingly gorgeous wife, I'm Elizabeth. What's up, homie? What's up? Today we're talking about cheating. Wow. I know. Let's get into Let's it. Let's get right in. All right. First question. This is from Anonymous. I am in a loving, long-term relationship with an awesome guy. I have some serious issues in regards to trust, stemming from being cheated on numerous times before my parents divorcing due to cheating, and a previous partnership uh, partner's mistrust leading me to believe that I should also mistrust. Finding someone else attractive is bad. The opposite sex is a threat, etc. In the last year, I have done a lot to change this. I have been to therapy and I tried to practice CBT now. Nice. I listen to all the podcasts and really try to increase my self-esteem and practice self-compassion. Wow. However, I sometimes really just cannot seem to break my mind out of the anxiety and panic I get when I believe my partner might find someone more attractive than me. My rational mind knows he can and will. However, my irrational mind simply cannot deal and goes into a meltdown. I get into a cycle of thoughts that I am not good enough and he will find anyone and everyone else more attractive and I just can't believe that that's not true. My thoughts are so real that sometimes I think he must be lying. Is it so hard to get out of that state of mind? I've done so much work to learn to trust again. Do you have any advice and practical ways as to how I can overcome these feelings? I want to be an awesome, fun, loving, trusting partner and I know the consequences if I don't continue to put in the effort. Wow, that was a really, really thought-out, articulate, amazing self-assessment. Yeah, that was pretty dope. I will say that, as the Greeks say, segolodromo, <laughs> which means you're on a good path. So I think you're walking the right path. I think it takes time. I think that unwiring all that stuff and rewiring a new habit, a positive way of seeing yourself, that shit takes time. And so continuing to march down the road, having forgiveness and grace when you get in a twist and you have to like calm yourself down, but making sure that you hold yourself to the standard of doing the work. So this is not your partner's problem to solve. You can't turn to them to constantly reaffirm you. That gets into like a really disturbing cycle that is not fun for them. Um, security is not, or insecurity is not sexy. So living in that world where you're being insecure, insecure, insecure all the time, like that's a really good way to shoot the relationship in the face. So you, you have to do cognitive behavioral therapy, which is what she meant when she said CBT, um, to interrupt those patterns, to keep working, to make the amount of time that you spend in that negative loop shorter and shorter and shorter. And I would say play the bag of bones game. So the bag of bones game goes like this. We're all going to be a bag of bones at one point. Like we're going to be wrinkly and ugly as hell. And if 
if you, like you've got to be able to live in that world and understand that the other person will still find youth and beauty attractive. So you're on a one-way collision course with you truly aren't the most attractive person to the person that you're with, objectively. And what you have to invest in is there's nothing more magnificent, sexy, amazing, worthwhile, worth all the sacrifices, everything, than a shared experience. So the shared experience is what the game of love is about. It's about the ups and downs. It's about the time where the person has the flu, terrible diarrhea, where you're laughing at a comedian until snot shoots out of your face. Or, you know, it's like, it's all the amazing things and all of the horrible things. It's being supported. It's providing support. It's laughing. It's crying. It's like an amazing sexy night, a night where it just didn't go off and you have a fight in the middle. It's like all of that shit is what makes up life and constantly coming back and getting reconnected, reconnected, reconnected. And it's like, man, over time, like you have something that just can't be replaced. And so I think about that all the time. It's like, one, I was, I'm very proud of myself for this realization to let you know that, look, you're beautiful, it's way amazing, and I'm going to enjoy your beauty while it lasts, but I want you to know it won't last forever, and yet I'm going to be attracted to you because I'm gonna be so invested in who you are and finding ways to tie like my sexual desire to that so that every phase of our lives together, I'm just as sexually interested in you as I ever was. Just don't fool yourself into thinking that beauty ceases to be like objective beauty. So like I'll never trade a shared experience, like all of that glory for beauty. So it's like beauty's transient, we all get our moment of being young, but it's gonna fade. And I don't know, there was just something for me about accepting that, that there's a moment in time, we all get it, it's fun, make sure you enjoy it for what it is, be aware of it while you have it. Like, and that's one thing I would say to her is like, you're never gonna be younger than you are today. So. It only gets worse from here. Like in terms of the visual, what she's sort of seeing as sexual attractiveness, because she's on the surface. She's just stuck on, he must find other people more attractive. And the answer is yes. The odds of you being the most attractive person on the planet is essentially zero. In fact, it's one in seven, say, whatever seven billion. billion yeah. So let go of that. Right. Don't waste any time and energy on that. Keep unwinding it. Sounds like you're doing the good work. You're putting in the effort. Keep going. It's going to get easier and easier by the day. It is not overnight. So just keep mm. going. And like, I mean, you look at some of the most beautiful women in the world or considered the most beautiful. They've been cheated on. A lot of them. You know, you hear, I mean, I can't, I was trying to think of like this, a story, but I, there was an actress. Oh God, I can't remember who it was. But she was like so stunning. And well, then I mean, Elizabeth Hurley and um, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. Perfect example. He cheats yeah, on her with like with a, a prostitute. $15 prostitute or something yeah. crazy so, like that. Right, but that's so important to know that it isn't about the looks ultimately, right? If someone's going to cheat, it's way more than just they've seen someone prettier than you. And so they've decided they're going to go. It's way more than that. It's um, they're trying to find fill a hole in their own lives. They've got low self-esteem. All of that has got to do with why someone cheats, I think. So 
making it about them or making it about like, oh my God, how am I always going to be, you know, beautiful so that they don't have eyes for other people is unrealistic. And I had to come to grips with that, especially as Quest was getting bigger and bigger because you were getting a lot of beautiful, stunning influences coming up to you and flirting. And so I had to recognize in that moment that I had to look inwards and look at my own value and start to work on my own confidence and being confident in who I am and what I bring to the table so that if it came up to the point that you ever did cheat on me, I can clearly say, okay, that's about you, not about me. Because the second I then go, oh my God, it's because I'm not pretty. It's because I didn't have a six pack. It's because I didn't have the big boobs. Oh, forget it. I'm, I'm, I've derailed. Like my entire life has gone off tracks. And I know that. And I know, so I know it's dangerous. Um, and so I was very aware of that, working on my self-esteem, making sure that I felt good about myself. And like you said, it's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. It's going to take years, I think, of like really feeling it and being like just not affected by it at all. Um, and so another thing that I like when I start to think about all the tricks and tips that I kind of used in certain moments of like low self-confidence. We talk about like the sober moments. So when I'm emotionally sober, when I'm not feeling insecure, when I'm not feeling like, you know, um, I'm less than or other people are prettier than me or anything like that. That's when I go, okay, what can I do right now? Can I write myself a note? Can I leave myself a little voice memo? Um, can I do post notes? Like, what are the things? Can I write myself a letter? You know, we've, you've written a letter to yourself before. And just say, okay, when I'm feeling down, when I look in the mirror and I say X, Y, and Z to myself, because it's a pattern, it's not gonna come, you know, like not gonna surprise you, you're gonna recognize the signals. So I would say once I start recognizing the signals, once I start recognizing the signals, take the note out, take the voice memo out or whatever and play it, put it on repeat, or get a song that you feel so freaking empowered by and keep playing that song, put it on your headphones, sing out loud, like that's what I do, like I want to make myself feel empowered instead of feeling like I'm the victim or putting myself in an inferior position.